0: Please enter room 2008. To room 2008 we are live once again welcome I am, welcome i am drew nell and we have mr lance aka project crystal meth who's well. having a spring break hangover how's it going lance
1: i oh, mean it's going pretty good yeah. uh yeah i feel you mm-hmm.
0: and uh we also have peter who's just having a hangover how's it how's it going peter
1: <laughs> surviving night.
0: yep yep So, uh, as always, we are live on Twitch right now, twitch.tv slash room2008ENT. Join us live every time we do an episode so you can chat with us and interact with us. Also, please follow us on Twitter, room2008ENT2. Peter, we're going on four months of being banned on Twitter. Wow. Or suspended. I guess we're not banned, but our uh, original account got suspended. So, room2008ENT2.
2: And uh, I'm still permanently suspended.
0: Yep, you are. That's what you get for talking shit against Booty Judge. Yeah. that's uh, a right of passage.
2: <laughs>
0: but um also, uh if you have any interesting stories, any thoughts on our previous episodes, any topics you want us to discuss, shoot us an email, room two thousand eight e n t at gmail.com. What do you think about that? Peter? Topics.
2: Nice, nice.
0: Yeah, I got um I have about the next month kind of framework written out. I'll I'll send it to y'all. The topic uh, we're gonna do. Tonight is s-
1: something Sweet. I had no idea about. And then uh it was sent in, and it's pretty awesome.
0: Can't wait. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, we are going to be going over something called Project Serpo tonight. I wasn't familiar with this until, I don't know, probably just a few months ago. I'd never heard about it.
2: Neither have I. You know, as, is as, deep. Deep
0: as, as deep as we've all kind of go with conspiracies and, and stuff like that. I'm surprised none of us had ever come across it in the past, you know.
2: Right, right, right.
0: 20 it's... years or something like that.
2: And, you know, it it ties in with Area 51 and all of that stuff. So,
1: everything. Yep. And the, the Roswell they... case. But, you know, what always bothers me, why can't these be movies? Like, why don't they make them in the movies? Right. Is there, you know, I, I guess we'd get into it, but like, oh, such a great story. It's like Admiral Byrd, you know, just a great story. Yeah, great American but... story. Rags the right. Riches, you know, American dream. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Talking to people from the inner earth. It'd be a right. great movie. It'd be great. Yeah.
1: So,
0: why don't we make it? Room 2008 Entertainment. We produce the movie.
1: There you go. We Write it, probably, direct uh, it. Go fund me.
0: Mm-hmm. That's all you got to do, man.
2: It would be so fun to make a movie. My God.
1: With all of our talent, we only need like $1,000 to make it happen. <laughs> really? <laughs> just for the uh, rented equipment. <laughs> maybe, maybe, we- the <laughs>
2: maybe we can handle the effects. Maybe we can just write a script. You know, all these streaming services are starving for you know, anything you don't good. Mean,
1: it's, it's already written. Sounds it's like just, you're starving. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can just get AI to make anything now.
0: Lance, you ready to talk about this?
1: I'm ready. You want to start it?
0: Yeah, I'll give a little brief overview just for a couple sentences. So uh, main topic tonight is Project Serpo. It's an alleged top secret exchange program between the U.S. government and an alien planet called Serpo in the Zeta Reticuli star system. So um that's, I mean, literally just the gist of it. So, mm. so right. yeah,
1: for any viewers that that doesn't know anything about it, it's like a foreign exchange student kind of scenario, except forty million light years away. What yeah, and the, uh, and the
0: and the foreign right. exchange student crashed. Yeah, but we'll go into yeah.
1: that. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a few of them, and yeah, a whole story behind it. But it, it's just, it's just that's that's pretty much what it is. Organized foreign exchange over a galaxy away so yeah
2: this is like this was written by l ron hubbard or something
1: Mm -hmm. or steven spielberg and it's easy to say that you know right off the bat like oh this is just like a science fiction film but uh there's reason why we bring it up
2: i read somewhere that it was speculated that uh project serpo was the inspiration for close encounters of the third kind a spielberg film
0: yeah that's yeah that's why i said spielberg because um you know it's all goes back to conditioning and predictive programming and and stuff like that. So
2: Right. Oh, yeah, there's movie connections with this big time. This is mm-hmm. this is a familiar plot.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to get a lot of this information that I'm reading from an article on, I uh, don't know how to say this, Gaia, Dot com. So uh, the Planet Serpo Exchange Project traces its origins uh, back to the Roswell UFO crash. I believe everyone's probably familiar with that, where a alien craft apparently crashed in the New Mexico desert. It was recovered by... Uh, some random guy military came in, and that's basically the last anybody heard of it. It was just a weather balloon, you know right they, so anyway, apparently, there was actually two uh craft crashes uh they crashed in uh the plains near Socorro, New mexico on may thirty first nineteen forty seven uh the remains of the craft and one living extraterrestrial, along with the bodies of his four dead companions, were taken to Roswell for analysis. So that completely blows, you know what we know about Roswell out of the water. Right, that, mm-hmm. that it was just a random spacecraft that crashed. Here we have a random spacecraft crash that crashed with alien beings inside. Okay, Lance, you're deep in study over there.
1: Yeah, well, I was, I was thinking about even uh, one of the colonels that went on the trip to um, Serpo. Um, was like yeah, he he was even convinced that Roswell was just a was just a hoax that it was a a weather balloon that went down and and he was saying like uh, you know he he was sold on it was like it wasn't like he was a part of it, mm-hmm. but they commissioned uh twelve and I say they like the higher ups uh, I'm sure it gives names and different sources but there's a um you want to start with like maybe the website that gives the actual information because this this falls back on um oh, where is it where anonymous emails went out and it's kind of interesting cuz it started with these emails that came out through this uh UFO type email server mm-hmm. that everybody could communicate with
0: yeah it was like a it was like a UFO group of UFO enthusiasts uh, that would share UFO sighting articles videos stuff like that back in 2005
1: and uh Victor Martinez was the one that that ran the list And over nine months, this guy came out with, uh, Anonymous was his name. He wanted to stay anonymous. And over nine months, he came out with this detailed story of Project Serpo and 130 pages and covers all the details imaginable, you know, as far as the whole from how it got started to where he was introduced into coming back from Serpo 13 years later and the experiences he had on Earth after that. I mean, it's a pretty elaborate story, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's see what did I have about that oh yeah so well I'm I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off on this next little fact until maybe towards the end when we kind of go into you know what those emails mean but yeah. that's a pretty interesting segue into it and in that it's not just a story from one person it's literally this whole forum that goes on about it and there's a lot of details if you might want to check it out do we actually have Um, yeah it's serpo.org Go, check it, there it there go. Or, uh, check it out. That's scpo.org. So um, it's also known as Project Crystal Knight. You're about to say myth. I know. I looked at it and I about said it. <laughs> and literally, if if you were to picture, so Roswell happens, like you said. Um, there's a couple spacecrafts that go down. One they find and everybody's dead, right? But um, then they find this other and there's what they call an extraterrestrial biological entity one. There's, there's one lone survivor of the spacecraft. And, um, actually they have in 1949. Oh, that was a different. Yeah. So in 1949, there was actually another crash footage where six bodies were found of these, uh, EBs. Do you know that? That was kind of, uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I saw that right
0: there. Um, yes, a total of six, uh, so hey,
1: shells were found. Yeah. So this uh, EB one lives from 1947 when they found them to 1952. Did you Did you say what EB means? Yeah, it's an extraterrestrial biological entity. Okay. Oh, interesting. So, okay. Yeah, they just gave it a, a little acronym, I guess. And um, so it lives for this amount of time, and during this amount of time, this alien works with the American military, and they find this. Uh, I don't want to say like what it is because it doesn't really give description on the type of technology that they find, but it's like a tablet. It's my understanding of it. And it has enough technology to uh, power a flashlight to powering a whole house or or a craft, you know, it's just like has all these different varieties of of energy. And they also use it to power the craft and send signals back home. Well, during the wreck, they weren't sure if it was uh, they, they assumed it was broken. So they commissioned, I would say they commissioned, they got, set a deal with this alien that said, you know, we're going to learn about you. We're going to let you figure out how to fix this module so you can communicate back home. And that was kind of like their way of uh, helping them out, you know? So and in the meantime, yeah. they're going to learn, they're going to study his language. They're going to study about his, his uh... so it wasn't like a you know, we got this alien and he's tied down and we're doing studies on him and uh, it wasn't anything like that, but he did pass away. Nineteen fifty-two. I was there at the funeral, um, so <laughs> I, can, I can vouch for all this. No, but um, <laughs> let's see here. He had said that the uh, the Ebens visited for two thousand years to Earth. They've been here before. It's nothing new. But they they crashed. And that's what this whole big deal was about. Um. I've got more. Do you want to go into maybe this, the, any other you know, sections of it before we kind of keep going?
0: Um, yeah, I can kind of go through. Let me see if there's anything to kind of fill in the blanks. Um, so dur- during his time there, I don't know if you mentioned this or not, I was uh, promoting the live video on Twitter. But, um,
1: <laughs> I can keep going, brother.
0: EB- EB1 worked uh, th- throughout his wh- – how long was that? He, it was 1947. When did he die? 52? Yeah, 52. So for those few years that he was alive and, and on Earth, um, he worked with the communication devices he had on the ship, what was left of it, basically to try and contact his home planet uh, to let him know what was going on. And uh, unfortunately, he never reached his home planet before he before he passed. Hmm.
1: But they did respond. <clears throat> After well, it says passed- uh
0: i was going to say um af- after he passed um shortly shortly after he passed the, the military actually did make contact with that alien race um on the planet so his uh as, as the as the article states his effort was not unrewarded so
1: right and and they were able to communicate so what they did is they came to earth came. and um well i'm sorry <laughs> I said came. Okay. <laughs> they can't. I thought, I thought I screwed something up. Now they came to Earth, and then they went back. Clear this up if you know. But they came to Earth, and they said we're going to do this thing where we're going to uh, do an exchange, and they didn't want to do it then, so they left, and then they had a set date to come back to pick up twelve Americans, or yeah, I guess they were American, yeah, and um, and do this type of. Uh, they're going to you know take them over to the Serpo. For what was going to be ten years, and they were going to do studies and everything. And I had the date.
0: Yeah, it's um, it was twelve American astronauts were selected: ten men and two women. Um, so the exchange was scheduled to occur at the Holloman Air Force Base on April twenty fourth, nineteen sixty four, hmm. with approval from President Kennedy.
1: There was actually footage of that.
0: Yeah, there was. I, I haven't tried to look it up yet, but apparently there is. But, um, some of the requirements as to why those people were chosen, uh, you could not be married or have children. Um, it was not, this wasn't a requirement, uh, but it was recommended, uh, having living family members like parents or siblings, siblings, uh, basically they wanted somebody who would, cause you're going to be gone for 10 years. You know, you wanted somebody who could just disappear and nobody worry about where you're at basically. Damn. Um, so yeah, yeah you had no, to be, uh,
1: sheep dipped is what they were sheep referring dip. to it. Yep, sheep that's what dipped. Peter does. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, nineteen sixty four. April
0: twenty fourth, nineteen sixty-four was the uh scheduled exchange date at Holloman Air Force Base.
1: Yep. I thought the the term was the first time I've heard the term sheep dipped. So I wanted to throw that in there. Basically, you just you cancel all your uh identity. Mm-hmm you're not even existing
2: oh like in uh men in black where he's joining the men in black and they like they like burn his fingerprints off and all this stuff
1: and basically cancel all your uh any any identification that you have your socials all that gets deleted you don't exist no family uh, you're just not existing yep sheep dipped you got peter what,
0: peter what do you think about the story so far
2: well um there's another angle that uh that sort of uh um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Uh, th- wasn't there? Uh, so, what was the colonel's name that that uh, apparently was one of the ten? No, the twelve astronauts. Uh, what was the colonel's name?
1: Colonel McKeever.
2: Okay, I almost said Queef. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so did he was uh he had to write a diary of, of the experience.
1: Yeah. So um, what had happened is he has the whole experience in a diary, and. It starts off. I will kind of give you the story, the run through story of what I remember it. And basically, he was uh, he was recruited to go to the station. He goes down to the station that he's never been to in the Air Force. And when he goes down underneath, he meets these other like eleven other individuals. And there's there's some other names that are actually in his in his diaries or, or uh, the three thousand words. Yeah, there's
2: name drops uh, in there. Three
1: thousand page. I'm sorry, documentary on it a lot of name drops but um and he gets commissioned to do this partly because he doesn't have a history doesn't have family and he's and everybody has their own kind of skill set so he he fits that criteria on that and they show him a video basically start with roswell and everything that happened there and he's like you know well i thought it was just you know i kind of believed them when they said it was just a weather balloon and then um it goes to show their others other encounters like there's been other stories like the Betty and Barney Hill abduction uh, the famous case of when yeah. they were abducted by aliens. They describe these, uh, evens, you know, just the same way that they're being described here. So he's seeing this footage of the alien Roswell and all this. And, and then they say, we've gotten communication with them because remember, this group was recruited after Roswell. So the military was conducting this, uh, transfer of information back to uh Serpo and that's where they said, hey, they're gonna allow twelve Americans to come live live in their uh on their world for on Serpo for uh ten years. So that's when they started and that's where the documentary kind of starts with uh Colonel McKeever.
2: Hmm.
1: And then um so I mean it's really interesting. It's a story. I mean, you know, I can't really just preach out the story right now, but it's literally. There's many podcasts on it. There's many other uh, documentaries. There's, there's no, no movies. On it. There's he a des- book on it.
2: He describes uh, like their communities uh, and yeah. their li- living quarters. And yeah. uh, <clears throat> and back to uh, Betty and Barney Hill, uh, their story uh, is involved because uh, they also claimed that the beings. Uh, that that they encountered were from uh, Zeta Reticuli,
1: right? The same place that uh, this specific. Uh,
2: so that's area. a so that's a third angle that kind of uh, like I don't I don't know about the anonymous one, and you know there's there's some intel on in that too of who might be behind it and if he's like a disinformation agent. So the anonymous one, I'm I'm not crazy about that one, but the other two have me intrigued.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a big thing, yeah.
0: So on that date, April twenty fourth, nineteen sixty four, two even spaceships landed as planned, and uh, some American government officials uh, greeted them. The twelve astronauts prepared to go on the trip, but for some reason the exchange got postponed. Uh, the Ebens retrieved the the dead remains of their fellow Ebens, and they left. So our astronauts didn't end up going, but the Ebens ended up getting their getting the remains of their. Uh, Okay,
1: other kind, that,
0: and they they didn't come back till July of nineteen sixty five.
1: That's right. Okay, yeah, that was my, and that's
0: when,
2: yeah, so that's they, when that's there when they for picked 13 up. Years?
0: That's when they picked up the passengers, um, and only one even stayed behind on Earth as the rest left, and also the astronauts left. Wow. So
1: I uh, didn't know it even stayed behind.
0: Yeah, it says it says one did so. Um, obviously they took a lot of supplies with them, but,
1: 40 uh, Jeeps, uh, bikes. Yeah. Jeeps, food.
0: bikes, food, medicine, all that good stuff. Uh, during the trip, they ate even food, which, uh, says it, uh, they didn't like it because it tasted like paper.
2: Yeah. And chalk.
0: Peter, you've eaten paper many times. How does it taste? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sometimes it's dark and you don't see the wrapping. <laughs> So, uh,
0: on the journey, the uh, the spacecraft was able to communicate with Earth, uh, and unfortunately, one American had some sort of accident and died. And hmm. again, this was a 40-light-year distance trip, and and it was completed in 10 months.
2: And the technology they used was uh, allegedly opened a wormhole to yep. make this possible.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were using some sort of anti-gravity technology and, and wormhole technology. But uh, I did read or hear somewhere that... It, in order to make that 40 light year journey in 10 months, you had to be traveling at 40 times the speed of light.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's, I can't even imagine that. I can't even imagine the speed of light sure like, traveling that fast. I can't do it.
1: Yeah. So um, he talked about the ship. So they learned, remember with Roswell, they had all the equipment. They they even had uh, an Eevee there. So they learned how to what? So of, I was doing the speed of light.
2: That was dramatic.
1: <laughs> so so they learned how to navigate their uh like you know their ships and everything so but when they left they got on a what did they call like a a shuttle a shuttle Mm -hmm. ship basically yeah it was like a 100 foot tall ceiling big lobby you know like basically its own little village like you'd seen a movie like a starship you know uh traveling at the speed of light and they were so they asked to go see the uh engine room and he described it as these Uh, big blocks that were in a circle and this light in the center going down a copper thing. And they were like, it's probably something to do with at the time. They, I don't think they knew about antimatter, but it was like positive matter and negative matter, you know, something to do with that. Um, And then of course they would pass out too when this stuff would go on. They get nauseous. He said they were nauseous about 10 months, basically the whole trip while they were, while they were actually going through just because their bodies couldn't get used to the, the travel. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like it's like
0: you going uh, going back home from memphis that one
1: night yeah (laughs) hey i don't think they can hang their head out the window though (laughs) oh man Uh, i'm gonna
2: have to i'm gonna have to go home and study that you're home (laughs) so Uh, yeah so
1: number 308 because they were given numbers remember they lost their identity they they weren't they didn't have names anymore so they were given numbers and 308 died and it's important to note that because they kept the body. The uh EBS did. Mm-hmm. And um they used the body and we'll later find out maybe why they're making these trips to Earth, maybe maybe why they're so interested in uh working with us. And it's a little bit more sinister than than you know you'd imagine. Kind of just like, oh, these creatures just want to kind of learn us and we learn. No, they're advanced, they don't care about Learning us so much, they just kind of one of them. they want to anally probe us. What? Right. <laughs> I did what? that last night. <laughs> so why would um, I do
2: that to myself?
1: So matter of
2: fact,
1: <laughs> and I, I love the way we're skipping around. But so when they found out that number three hundred eight died,
2: and that's uh, that's one of the astronauts, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And we're, the aliens were, were studying before. his body.
1: They were studying his body. And yeah. uh Colonel McKeever, I believe it was I I believe he was the guy that was like, Hey, we demand to see his body, and they were like, No, 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 we can't show you, we can't show you. But eventually, kind of make it short, they said, Sure, we'll show you the room where what we're doing mm-hmm. with these with, with these bodies. We're gonna show you where three oh eight is and, and what we're doing with them. Oh no. And um, yeah, so there's a snippet again for anybody, for you know anybody watching, check out the documentaries, check out the other stuff on it, because we don't have enough time to really go into detail. But he goes into this lab and there's different race of mutants, if I can say that correctly. Is that right? Was that yeah, how you uh, hybrids? Hybrid mutants. They alien. were, they were mixing hybrids.
2: they were mixing human and uh human extraterrestrial uh DNA. And, uh, in that journal, Barbie. uh, McWiefer's, uh, uh, journal, he, uh, he, I screwed it up. Uh, he describes, uh, the, uh, the cadavers, well, no, they're alive in these, like, he describes them as these tubs and, uh, I like on breathing
1: he, tubes, basically like they're alive, but they're not mentally.
2: Yeah. And, yeah. uh, he said he, uh, eventually he couldn't take it anymore. He had to get out of there and he never wanted to go back and see that
1: yeah he wow. said he found the one where they used the organ tissue and the blood from um uh, number three o eight because I don't know his name, and it was like a humanoid mixed with something else it was like the head was down to the torso, and the arms were out and it had um four fingers wrapped with no thumbs, and the bones were protruding out of the chest and was and it, it was,
0: was it running down Bill Street saying, Wait up Lance <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> look like a crackhead, got a whole lot <laughs> wrong stuff, so, leprechaun <laughs> um, <laughs> right. so uh anyways, and after he saw that they said we're using the blood because in this donor the blood gives the i mean it's like they wanted our blood and tissue for that spe- that specimen. he said no, and then um and then at that point he said he felt concerned this is before they even got to uh Got back to Serpo, I believe. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He finally saw the sinister side of the operation.
1: Mm hmm. Which kind of makes sense why they're maybe traveling to different planets or our planet, you know, like wanting to get along. They're wanting to, you know, and then you have these uh, alien um, abductions. You know, they're probing. they're trying to get skin cells. They're trying to get all this different stuff. You know, if you believe in this sort of thing, it would make sense
2: that that's what's going on.
0: They might be trying to get stuff to put on their face to make them look younger. Yeah. Oh no.
2: Yeah. I thought he was going to play the soundbite. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that was that was on the way back to Serpa, right? What's When's that? Everything yeah, you just descri- describe, everything you just described. Though. Yeah. Okay. So. See, so, so yeah, when they landed, they were greeted by a good bit of even uh, beings, and uh, even one uh, a spokesperson actually spoke to them in fluent English.
1: Wow, that was that was EB two, their tour guide, uh,
2: and, was female, right?
1: Yeah, right. Okay, and she was man, dude. I saw a picture of her. Woo! <laughs> we got a picture. Let's bring it up. <laughs> so, Peter, interestingly
0: enough, Serpo has two sons.
2: Oh yeah, two sons.
0: Yep, uh, it was about hundred and seven degrees. And they were all in great discomfort.
1: Yeah, they said it was like 107 degrees when they got off the the ship. And it ranged, their average was like, uh, yeah, when they were getting off, it was like 120 degrees.
2: (laughs) Just to respond to the chat, um, I think uh, technologically we're underdeveloped compared to them. But I think they're interested in our DNA. Uh, What our anatomy joined with them can do for them.
1: This is interesting, though, because they don't have, according to the documents, like I said, this is details, they don't have radar, and radar is what threw off the original Roswell ships that were here that collided, is our radar systems were jamming, like, messing up their communication systems. They didn't know what radar was. So we might, they might be more uh, advanced with technology, but that doesn't necessarily mean we don't have technology that they sh- wanted or would like to have. You know, it's like, right. it's different, mm-hmm. uh, what, cause yeah, you know, you have like small have cities yeah. at their planet. Like you get off the thing and there's just a barren wasteland and it's 107 degrees and they all like it. They're grown that way. But they don't have these big skyscrapers and big cities. And
0: well, so what we need to do is establish 15 minute cities
1: there. Yeah. Easy. Or freedom cities. At exactly. 15
2: minute cities. <laughs>
1: And uh, so What everybody thinks of aliens is like So advanced Sure they have Whatever it takes to go build wormholes But they could also come to our earth and say Damn
2: look at what they have I like that Expand their evolution I like that That's good So remote
0: viewer more DNA would expand their gene pool And expand their evolution When's the the last time you went deep
1: in a wormhole Because why the Americans were there (laughs)
2: I plead the fifth.
1: <laughs> and one source I saw where, while the, um, the scientists were there, they got to see like a, not like a civil war, but a war between, because I was thinking, you have a planet that you have a civilization. Surely there's some evolution. There's some different races on that planet, right? Just like Earth. And I found a source that actually confirmed that. They said that they actually witnessed uh, a small like, civil war. While they were there and got to participate in their own kind of war, as they put it. But they didn't necessarily, like, have a machine gun, to go out there and shoot, you know. And I think it was, like, Kiwi or something like that was the other race. Anyways, let's get a little far-fetched, to guess, on that.
0: So they were expected to stay on Serpa for 10 years, but due to uh, time, the way they measured time and everything, uh, the astronauts ended up staying there 13 years. Well, their day was
1: 40 hours, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was difficult to keep track of days and time since pl- the planet had two suns and it never got completely dark. One day on Eben lasted 40 hours as opposed to R24. Or I, I, would, I would assume that meant one day on uh, Serpo.
2: It was like always daylight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so these astronauts, they uh, conditioned themselves and trained uh, vigorously uh, for a year before the journey, and then they had to... Basically, be under uh, a constant watch uh, by medical professionals and the like for another year after they got back.
1: Correct, and um, they're training. Yeah. Um,
2: uh, so that that's a that's a grueling lifestyle for sure. But uh, you know, all all for the sake of uh, you know being a pioneer.
1: Anal probing. Yeah. Yeah. All <laughs> <laughs> up that all tourist, for the sake but- of anal. That uh, EB2 tour guy, somebody, that's 56, why they went. Nineteen. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, one of the training he was me. he was talking about the training. So when it got delayed, because they were planning on going, and then it got delayed, like you said, for like another year or so, mm-hmm. and so they got to do more training. And what they would do with training wise is they even had these five by seven capsules. They would dig on the ground and bury themselves for like I think it was like four or five days with just a tiny um, hole for oxygen. And they had to adapt on how to regulate their breathing under stress and uh, put themselves in a situation of uh, extreme uh, claustrophobia because they didn't know what to expect. So um, they kind of did that kind of training. Just, I mean, you can imagine going to a different planet on a starship you've never been on for 10 months with aliens. How do you know what to expect?
0: Right. Right. So, during their stay, they tried to learn what they could about them. The Evens were the only race on Serpo. Um, Said so they lived very primitively for such an advanced technological race. Um, they had anti-gravity vehicles that they used for ground transportation. So That's how they uh,
1: transferred the 40 tons of equipment that they brought. I,
2: I wonder if you can you know move uh, uh, monolithic stones with that technology. Probably, yeah. He did say
1: that that's how he was excited to see how they were using anti-gravity equipment to move 40 tons. Like it was.
2: And if they're visit, if they've been visiting earth for 2000 years, well, Hmm. Hmm. Interesting.
1: And then of course,
2: and then of course, you know, uh, how much of these pyramid structures align with, uh, the cosmos. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, there's something there's something weird going on with all that, and this could possibly be part of the explanation. Uh, yeah. But but we'll 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 decipher this at the end.
0: Yeah. Um. So let's. Dang, I was trying to find the sound clip. I can't find it. <laughs> so, where were we? Um. So we got, uh, they, they were they were on the planet. So now, um, I'm on the section where they kind of return home now.
1: Well, so on the planet, they. Were overwhelmingly hot because the average temp there was about anywhere from one hundred and ten to one hundred and thirty. It was just like it's just like an oven. Wow! And so, over a span of time, they were allowed more freedom to be able to move to a different climate. Which I am glad that I've read this because, like any sci fi movie you read or watch, uh, like Interstellar, even that. Remember, when they're going like the water world, or they're going to this world or that world, and it's like the whole fucking world is one climate. But then mm-hmm. you go to Earth, and you have Antarctica, you have uh, the deserts, you have the, jungles, uh, jungles. I mean, you name it, we have it. Bahamas, all these different. So I'm always bothered by that when you see a story, and it's like there's only one climate on the entire planet. That's right. kind of me a red flag, like this is a fucking bogus story, right? But they said they were allowed the freedom to move further north on the planet where they had greens. But the greens weren't used for the EBs or the Ebans. They didn't have any interest in all that. It was like 70 degrees, you know, uh 60 to 80 degrees on average. And they felt more comfortable there. And the Ebans were like, We all can have it. It just didn't have a use in it. So I thought that was pretty cool.
2: Oh yeah, say Zeta reticuli response to the comment.
0: Yeah, that's the galaxy that Serpo uh, Serpa was in.
2: Yeah. Which which apparently is a, a real galaxy. Um mm-hmm. galaxy.
1: Now that um, the galaxy is so far apart, the stars are light years apart. Yeah. That there's no way that the planet could have uh two suns. But I think at that point that's not really something I would lean on to say, well, this is all false because I mean we'd never been there. You know, <laughs> our science is not that great to know how uh, uh, a scene on that planet would look. Because there's a picture. The remaining picture is the one. The one picture it said that they took thousands of pictures, but the one that was leaked was uh, you don't have a picture of that by chance, do you? Oh, the picture with um, the two sons? The two sons on Serpo, yeah. I think I saw
2: Luke Skywalker in the foreground. I don't think that was real. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So, um,
1: so yeah, so they spent time on the planet, 13 years, nobody died, two decided to stay, there were 12 original, one died on the way, Two decided to stay, and um, one died on the
2: way back.
0: It says two. It says uh, two died from uh,
2: some sort of accident.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, due to radiation exposure, two of the members on the expedition
1: died that while was, on Serpo. Is that what you said? No, that was after they got back. They mm-hmm. died shortly after back on Earth. They died the, shortly after. The, that. Re- the rest and of them
2: died Earth. of radiation complications, and they were all relatively young ish. Right. Um. Which you know yeah, uh two sons. I have I have an interesting uh shut the fuck up kids cons- conspiracy rant about this, but we'll get to that.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say if you're listening right now and your kids ain't going to sleep, uh put them to bed. Room two thousand eight is on. <laughs> okay.
2: So yeah, so just to be clear,
1: the the uh the articles, everything on that was and you might be asking chat GBT, let me tell you about that. Sometimes it tells you information that's not always accurate. I'm starting to see that. Mm-hmm. I know it's early on in beta, but after doing some research on this and and, uh, and seeing some different things, you have the small details that come up as not accurate on these. You got to watch these uh, uh, chat open AI things, man. They're not, you know, I'm worried about them controlling right. everything that we know from the future.
2: And people are going like, to trust uh, it just as much as Google. Yeah, well, I mm-hmm. use it
1: like Google. That's what I'm doing, and I'm like, you know, I can tell the, the details that aren't completely accurate to this story, I guess, so maybe they are accurate. Maybe right. way more accurate than I realized.
2: And then consider, you know, censorship and the dead internet theory. Uh, this AI stuff is scary, dude. Like, mm-hmm. is it swallowing reality? Is that what's happening? Are we are, real? I bet, I bet real, was doing
1: some swallowing. <laughs> 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 so, Uh, So so where are we at? We're (laughs) we're heading back. Right? We're heading back. You have some that stayed. Everybody that went back. uh, One died in a pilot accident. And then when when they got back, how many were remaining? Like what? uh, Eight? Is that right?
0: Something like that, yeah.
1: And then a couple died after that in radiation poisoning when they got back to Earth. Um, And then you have the... The couple, the one person that came out and put out these three thousand pages worth of information and um, started this whole deal. Yep. So, who are we talking about on that? The Astronauts. last, the,
0: the last surviving astronaut died in two thousand two. I think that was supposed to be
1: Colonel McKeever. Yeah, I mm-hmm. McKeever died in two thousand two. Right. So you'd ask yourself who was Mr. Anonymous who started this whole trend, because remember, this is all top secret. Nobody knows about this. It's not a story written until, what was it, 2005? Yeah, in in
0: 2005, uh, as we were saying earlier in this episode, uh, there was a UFO discussion group uh, headed by Victor Martinez. He received a bunch of emails from a guy uh, who only identified himself as Anonymous. This is not to be confused with a hacker group. Anonymous. That's just that's just what his name was in the email. I guess uh, he claimed to be a retired government employee, and he or she supplied much of the information about this exchange program. So uh, that's where it kind of really kicked off.
1: Hmm. Right. So, um, what? I don't want to go into like a whole bunch of because there's a whole different subject after the fact, mm-hmm. and um, I think Andrew and I probably watched the same documentary on this which could be a whole different episode on its own but basically you have uh mr anonymous then you have some other five different emails that are answering and and adding in details right nobody knows who they are yeah but then the um <laughs> so people yeah, control- hey, well I mean, people control on the uh, the email scenario uh, the the forums i guess you can call them at the time They start doing some digging, and they realize that the same IP address from the same neighborhood in the same city Mm -hmm. comes from Mm -hmm. the same area. Right? It's it's so you have five emails, giving all this information, coming from one location, and then then the name, um, what's his name? Oh, Richard Doty. Doty comes into comes comes into it.
2: Fucking Doty, man.
1: Fucking are you? And this is where it gets interesting because Doty is known to have some influence on misinformation for the purposes of steering away the actual information.
0: That's CIA right
2: there. A poisoning of the well, if you will. He is
1: the person who said, uh, (laughs) aliens aren't real. And instead of saying that he goes on to alien forums and creates elaborate stories to throw people off. So you have people that really believe in aliens. They're like, this sounds weird. This doesn't mm-hmm. sound right. And it throws off what's real, just like your AI stuff, just like your deep fakes. It throws off what's real and what's not the mm-hmm. cause of separation of real truth. Full circle. And uh, full circle. And then he turns around over the years and becomes uh, a speaker of alien. And basically in a nutshell, What has come from this is this actually happened, but the details of this isn't all correct. And that's kind of the nutshell. It's Roswell happened, the details of Roswell weren't correct. We had an intergalactical, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, foreign exchange um, thing going on with another species, but. Maybe the story wasn't always accurate. and uh, But nobody debunked the whole thing. Even the, uh, the Dodie guy. Uh, nobody debunks anything. It's strictly misconstrued here and there of what yeah. to believe and what not to believe. But everybody agreed that the story may be not 100% accurate. But the exchange, the Roswell, all the major shit that everybody really is focused on is accurate. Everybody says that. Even the people that are trying to uh misconstrue the story, they all say the real shit's real, but the story may be not so accurate. Yeah, I found I'm that gonna, very interesting.
0: I'm gonna go back in the coast to coast archives and see if they've uh if they ever did any research on that had any guests on that really know stuff about it that's really done some research they did on it? they
1: had a couple episodes on it They did yeah, yeah I, I, I believe they had it. uh dodie himself on there Actually. oh wow uh,
2: yeah he was i'm sure he was doing a press tour
1: well and that's what's funny is originally like he changed his views throughout the years and then he ended up being like hey this is this is legit you know some of the mm-hmm. stuff wasn't but this is legit
2: i think is. i think he's a big fat phony Big fat Let's
1: get him on the show. He's still,
2: you know, uh, come, come on, on. Hey. come on back, come on it's, around. It's like nobody's listening to you, Doty. No, nobody's listening to you, Doty. It's like Doty, we we got Dodie here. <laughs> yeah, but, see, nobody cares. Cut up
1: his mic. Cut up his mic. <laughs> uh, I, I hope I said that right because it gets confusing. There's a whole different thing. I want any viewer that's interested in this story to read into that. It's it's, uh, and I don't want to butcher it by like throwing words around because I don't have it written down. I'm not reading it. Uh, But yeah, his job at the CIA was to convince the KBG that we, uh, were friends with, with aliens Mm -hmm. and that way they would be so uh, hesitant to maybe nuke us, you know, and do different things like that. But they then came out and said, but the actual, uh, main event Roswell and the uh, exchange was real. But wow. they had to come up with all these details to keep it going, and eventually it falsified the whole thing with the KBG and everybody um, that it just became a story. So we don't know what's real and what's not, but everybody's saying the, the part that matters, the communication with another alien species, Roswell, the alien we had, EB-1. Um,
2: oh shit, behind you.
1: <laughs> that was all <laughs> real, but we I'm had to keep I'm it going. Oh, to- nice. <laughs> We had to keep it going. I'll see that. So I'm going to show up now.
0: No, that's uh, – yeah, I mean, I mean, that's pretty much it uh, of Project Serpa. I mean, I just I, – I quickly logged into my Coast to Coast account. Yeah, they've, uh, they've done a few. They've got a bunch of articles um, on it and everything. So, I mean, yeah, if you're if you're really interested in this, there's, there's some podcasts about it. Uh, forgot what the book is called. Um, let me see if I can find that real quick. But um, also, like I said, on Coast to Coast, there's several articles. Uh, several uh, previous guests throughout the past 20 years um you know since this has kind of came up and been a thing so uh, but there was a book i was going to get called secret journey to planet serpo by lynn caston came out in 2019
2: yeah that sounds like an interesting read
0: but i don't have my uh my audible credit until five more days so Mm. but um yeah, but I mean you can get, you're like you
1: can research a lot of stuff. I mean, like you why said, did we do this... the podcast seven days from now? I just... <laughs> yeah, no, no, no.
2: <laughs> well, we're we're uh, you know oh, we, we have
1: that's a that's how go buy the book. That's how yeah. cheap we are. We we do the podcast on a subject, and then we're like, well, it costs five dollars. I gotta wait five days to get my credit, so I can buy it for free. Well,
0: <laughs> the reason why we waited is because next week we have a huge showdown. Uh oh, Peter is defending his Room 2008 Galactic title. it's gonna be conspiracy mania
2: it's gonna be a big one
0: Yep, we're gonna try and piggyback off the old wrestlemania weekend uh we're gonna have uh cookie kwan back on the show she's gonna read us trivia questions we're gonna play the board game again but we're not gonna have the board game she's just gonna read us trivia uh it's too much to keep up with with the board game so oh have a trivia game. I quit. Uh, go over some old wrestling stuff <laughs> and stuff like that, Peter. And yep. like I said, Peter's going to be defending his Room 2008 Galactic title. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: We're going to give out. We're going to give out two flags that episode for our winners. So we're going to have commenters coming in. They can also play as well oh. and
2: comment, get the answers, and <laughs>
1: and uh, we're going to put it on the Room 2008 card. So it's going to be okay.
2: <laughs> I look at R slash conspiracy every day. like yeah. Uh, on the toilet. <laughs> so uh,
0: Peter, what are your final thoughts about Serpo? All
2: right, so there's so many angles that I think about you know stuff like this from. So I think this is there's some poisoning of the well with the story. But I think and we know how I feel about space and NASA and all that.
1: Yeah, you don't uh, even get past the ferment. I don't know how you uh, Yeah.
2: So, I think about Admiral Byrd. And he encountered beings from the inner Earth or something like that. Remember from from his journal, right? And uh, nobody talks about that. And nobody likes to talk about the video where he's talking about land beyond the poles. So... I think possibly you know this is just fun to think about, but what if what if those are the beings from beyond the poles of the you know from the inner Earth, um, right. and really they have they have you know uh, zero point gravity or anti gravity uh, vehicles? They're more advanced. And another fun way to uh, speculate is like what if they're us from the future? You know, like a dim- a dimensional divide. Uh, that's that's fun to. Uh, to uh, think about because think about how as we become more and more dependent on technology how it's going to change our anatomy over time we're all going to be stuck inside and we're going to be like really weak and you know we're going to get we're going to get smaller and smaller like what if what like if we, we now what if we become you know what if that's us from the future uh anyway that's that's like a that's like a side thought yeah. but i i think Potentially, these are the same beings, and uh, what what are they called again? What were the beings called that Ebbins. bird encountered? Even,
1: oh bird, Um oh man, oh 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 they? oh, they were, um, oh my god, trivia question, oh I my can't god, remember. god, that's
2: a good, good trivia uh, question. Uh,
1: it's 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 not Arians, but it's um
2: Arianis, Arianis, Arians. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, we might have to go back to that episode. Uh, Yeah, yeah, we're going to revisit that for sure.
2: Maybe that's how... Maybe the Germans did encounter them first. Mm Because the Germans were, like, pretty aggressive about seeking out uh, the rarest antiquities and relics from the past. And they even studied the occult and all that. They were everywhere. Uh, And... I think perhaps the Germans got to them first and maybe there was an exchange of technology like, like this Serpo. And, you know, then all of a sudden they were able to build a war machine over the weekend. You know what I mean? Like, and it, was like it was a crazy time. They had like 88 ton tanks uh, just so like suddenly and efficiently. It's crazy. Were, were they uh, gaining access to technology that, you know, history conveniently forgot about? Yeah, oh. so
0: yeah. I, I remember reading somewhere that they said
2: crank up the war. <laughs> right. Very
1: profitable. Well war. boy, they cranked it up all right. <laughs> <laughs> Got my crank all up and everything.
2: But uh, you know, the the poisoning of the well for me is, you know, of course the space stuff. But who's to say that these aren't trans dimensional beings? Thought
0: you were about to say something else.
2: And then they go, <laughs> and then they, I... they just, it's, it's not like exactly a wormhole idea, but they just, they go to another, the the origin dimension, and they took humans with them. You know what this also reminded me of? And we did a whole episode about this. We talked about They Live, the movie, yeah. the John Carpenter film, and uh, I was thinking, uh, what what did they say the aliens were from in that? Was it... Uh, uh, Zeta Reticuli. I think it might have been. I, I could be wrong on that.
1: Pull that up, Pull that but, up me- Jamie.
2: But remember, they would they would get on that thing and beam out there. That was the wormhole, right? And uh, it, they were able to disguise themselves as humans. And then he went up on top of the building and destroyed like the harp array thing that they were transmitting. Uh, the harp? Uh, it was it was like harp, but it was transmitting a frequency that. It made the aliens disguise themselves as humans. Anyway, great movie, but uh I, there's some similarities there, and I think that might have been what they referenced in the movie.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to find it. I'm not. I'm not seeing anything up, So uh,
2: which, keep
1: going. But yeah, you got a lot of good points.
2: Uh, I well, will allow you to keep. I mind. don't know. I don't know what percentage I'm going to go with on how believable the Serpo is. It might be kind of a low figure since there, you know, there's like CIA involvement in it, and they, you know, they're not telling us anything straight.
1: Like a fifty nine
2: point two, or like a I, I might drop a little fifty, a little bit. I don't know. Uh, like a course thirty seven. Of course, I'm looking at I, I'm looking at this through a totally different lens than than most conspiracy theorists. I guess you could say multiple lenses, but uh, the CIA was definitely involved in this, no doubt. Uh, and and spreading disinformation about it, and I don't know, it just it just seems so science fictiony. It seems like such a familiar well sci-fi movie you, that you we have would to see. remember
1: that. Sure, yeah, I I think a lot of it was built to be science fiction novel type because. Um, well, anyways, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna, Oh no that uh, yeah when yeah
2: wasn't it speculated that perhaps all of this was uh spawned from somebody that wrote something science fiction related
1: right Some, uh, a lady that wrote Gip, a lot of Tip
2: uh, tree or something like that uh i can't remember her last name but she was former cia
1: right all these like science... <laughs> yeah it's like everybody went back to cia
2: yeah I, and that's think, confirmed. Uh... <clears throat>
1: Can I um, are you are you uh finish up what you're saying about your opinion because I find that it very interesting and I don't want to cut you off on that. I
2: think I think these beings being referenced are the same uh, beings that Admiral Byrd claimed to have, uh, encountered. <clears throat> and I'm what he was and what he was saying was counter to the the space Hollywood narrative that we've been fed uh, our our whole lives, but uh, I think they're the same entity, and there might be some validity to the story, but it's, you know, it was uh, diluted with uh, some some BS, some CIA BS. CIA BS.
1: Well, remember, uh, um, uh, new station, Admiral Bird came across some uh, Hollow Earth beings that were uh, blonde-haired and blue-eyed.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, which is, uh, like, it, it, it might be, I'm thinking it's the same people, or maybe there's different Types of people.
1: Well, two stories and, could have different details that could be false, but it could right. be the same story. I see what you're saying. Uh, it could be two different cultures, two different stories, but the same being. Yeah. Because, you know, you play telephone, details are going to be lost in communication, right. but yet the, maj- the the big story is still the same. Right. The subject is still the same.
2: I, I believe that the government has encountered... Uh, beings that a normie would call extraterrestrial, but I don't think they're that. I think the best way to describe them would be extra dimensional or extra planar. Uh, um, well, well
0: extraterrestrial still could be accurate if they are that's
2: you know, true. What, he, yeah.
1: what he's saying, what Peter's saying, oh, yeah, I guess, but what Peter's a different saying land. I think is that they're not traveling through the sky, they're traveling through wormholes within our atmosphere. Maybe they're hollow earth. And they have access to go out to different dimensions, so they're not even in the solar system. They're they're um, multi-dimensional beings, rather than jumping over here twenty light years out in space. And there's another life form over here, All right? Uh, I, I don't want to speak for you, brother, but I, I think that's um, I don't know. I'm just you just did project it. crystal meth over here, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then the remember when the navy was talking about how they. Uh, using an infrared or something like that were able to capture some sort of craft that was going through the air at unbelievable speeds and then it submerged into the ocean did not change speed or trajectory it just went straight down and yeah. uh, the, uh, so that could be more CIABS but uh, uh, if, it, if it's moving that fast and nothing physical is affecting its trajectory then that has to that's trans-dimensional. That's the best way I could describe it because Mm -hmm. it's breaking the laws of this reality's physics. Uh, But you know that's 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 a whole topic right there on uh, you know how these craft work.
1: But I think I
2: think this anti gravity or zero point gravity or whatever people call it, I think it was used to move monolithic stones. Um, and they 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 would somehow like carry them through the air. And, yeah. and then they built, they built those magnificent structures possibly, uh, under the guidance of the, of the inner earth or, uh, extraterrestrial beings.
1: So there's definitely something going on with the whole, uh, stuff that's going on right now with the videos, the, um, the tic-tacs, if you will, shooting in the ocean, going down somewhere, coming up to the skies, anti-gravity phenomenons. And then you have this different structure of the, uh, the sphere, floating around, which I think is is more along the lines of this story. Um, if you want to, my personal opinion, I feel like, and I'm not really like this big alien conspiracy guy with, with Roswell, but after reading this story, I feel like um, what happened is Roswell really did happen, and we got a hold of some uh, information or some technology and some being that we're not familiar with, And maybe that wasn't a very quick eye-opener. Kind of just, like they said, they crashed. They came to us. We're like, oh, shit, what is this? And I think the government at the time was freaking out on how to use it to our advantage against other nations while we're trying to figure it out. And things leak. And they they probably did come out with this story. I don't so much believe in the actual story. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that the story was created off of factual thing. Because, like you know, Steven Spielberg, for instance, comes out with this movie ET, and these guys are so high up and they have so many connections that when they're doing this blockbuster uh, movie, they're looking for inspirations, and these stories are out there, and and they're not all stories. Even your even your people that create the stories to debunk true facts to throw off other countries in acts of war, they still have the information. You know, it's still factual in some regard to what's going on. And I think that, like, we're really shown what's factual. But it's so diluted with Hollywood, so diluted with these um, yeah. uh I don't, I don't know the word for them, the people that are uh, disinformation elites, I guess you could call
2: it. Yeah, agents. Yeah, agents the kind of, of keep
1: people in a role so that, like, aliens are not always the subject of conversation, you know, because it's so washed out. I think they do a good job with that. And these kind of stories that we did tonight might be one of those stories, but I don't think it takes away the true fact that Roswell happened and there was actually an alien there. We got some information from that alien and we tried to maybe reach out to their, their world and it never happened because in the story, it says that we tried and during the lifetime of the alien EB one that it didn't happen. And then miraculously it, it dies and then maybe a couple years later, we got communication. I feel like that might be where the story starts. Mm. But the fact that we had Alien might be the whole existence of every single conspiracy that we have on Aliens. But it actually did happen. you know. So I, I do feel like we got that. And then we have the, the tic-tac things. I think we probably do have a little bit of both. I think there's so much going on that we don't know. We have something out there that we don't know about. And then we have hollow earth as well, or something in our earth that is in my opinion, probably more prevalent today Mm -hmm. than ever. These things that are shooting out of our oceans and following us in the sky and shooting down. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think there's stuff going on, but I think the story is a story and I would love the fact that they haven't made a a fucking movie out of this. (laughs) Yeah. I want to say that's proof right there. It fucking happened. Because right, this would make such a great movie. I agree. Admiral um, Bird,
2: it would make such a great movie. That's what we're the here script, for. Let's do the it. The Script is there. It's it would, it's written in stone. It would be such, and you know, uh, I might even I might even finish working on a little something. But uh, oh shit, I don't think we're it, ready. For it would, it would be it would be funny to like have the story where the big twist at the end is that he discovers that the earth is indeed flat. <laughs> It'd be a great twist. Um, but uh, the Admiral Bird stuff, I was thinking about the whole time I was researching this because this is a, this is new to me. All this Serpo stuff is new to me. Uh, but uh, I, I had heard about uh, Zeta Reticuli before. Uh, and I think it, I think it was the adduction the abduction story with the Hills. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know it was linked to this. So I was like, oh, interesting. Uh, so that's, that's an interesting connection that, that lends validity to this. Um, and then of course, uh, what was the, what was the other source that we, uh, yeah, the other journal I think is interesting. Um, I, you know, it's this, this story is plausible. I think it's like yeah, 45% possible.
1: For anybody listening, to because we have some new viewers, um, check out some, some other, there's there's other podcasts, there's other documentaries that actually like have the story, you know, and then, and then whatever. But check out any story before you go to serpo.org, because .org is the actual uh, area you should be doing research on this, but it's hard to kind of hear, like, read the story out on it, because it is not such a. Easy way of navigating on that. Yeah, website. the
2: website needs to be uh, retooled.
1: Yeah, they need to, mm-hmm. you but reach you know, out to Victor Marquez th-
2: and- Good for them though for supplying this uh, yeah. interesting information. It is interesting, um, but uh, I don't know how I feel about it. Given that you know there was some CIA stuff going on, um, and you know, given the connection with the bird stuff and all that, um, I think I think. You know, it's a plausible story. I do. Yeah,
0: I think I'm going to go with Lance's uh explanation. I'm I'm going to side with Lance on that with what what he was thinking. Him, mm. yeah, I think. So, um yeah, that's uh that's Project Serpo, room 2008 version.
1: Oh, that's all you're going to say?
0: Yeah, pretty much. That's it. Yep. All right. Because we're going to go into our weekly UFO paranormal video. Oh, nice. I have one. I'll show yours in a second, Peter. I'm going to show this one I came across.
2: Wait, which one did I send? in? I can't remember. I
0: don't know. I didn't even look it up. But I'm going to show <laughs> this one. This was in uh, Menifee, California on March 6th.
2: Oh, cool. Let's see this. Oh, what the hell is that? Looks
1: like one, two, three. It was like five little yeah, four Things or five
0: like different uh burning through the atmosphere or something.
2: Looks like yeah, yeah looks like
0: comets or something, but it's not.
2: Yeah, like little beams of light with kind of a trail behind them.
1: Was it that's crazy? <laughs> oh, strange lights. Yeah, let's read that. March sixth, twenty twenty three, outwitness uh, strange lights over uh, Menifee, California.
2: Looks like they're on the fire, fire.
1: Appeared and disappeared. They seem to become one then disappeared and one would reappear
0: and then up to four. And
1: then up to four.
0: It's happened about three times before disappearing back into the clouds.
1: Well
2: that's whack. Wow. Uh, good catch there. Good catch.
1: Hey, and there is footage for any listener. There's footage out there of these events that we talked about tonight. They're not man-made. They're not. Uh, they're not like uh, you know artificial um, deep fakes. There's actual footage of these landing, um, like you said, the 1964 landing. Yeah, uh, I haven't I seen that. anything that debunked the footage. That's another interesting kind of topic I wanted to bring up. Everybody said the story may not be factual all the way through, but the the, the basics of it are true. And that, you know, whatever you want to believe, but nobody debunked the footage that was put out in the 1964 landing or the 60, I think it was the 64 landing when Hmm. they came the first time, Mm -hmm. uh, April 20th. Yeah, that was the footage that they had and it was a a, a sphere thing coming down floating and, and they, nobody debunked it. Any article, any video, that was footage
2: interesting
1: um now nah, yeah like I, I expected somebody to well Snopes needs to go fact check out. this so a little other little tidbit to throw out there about the
2: uh, wow about the story good catch uh, nope. on the UFO footage I had yeah, see I'll, that. I'll see
0: if I can locate that that video we can play it uh next week or something
2: um, I I just wanted to show one jpeg at the end that's like it's it's nothing really it's just thought-provoking I, you cannot uh,
1: show your penis again
2: I, <laughs> I saw that I saw this uh and I was like, oh wow, that would be nuts. But it's the, it's the one with the, the uh, pyramid. We were talking about pyramids all episode. And, oh
1: yeah, with, with it on the ground. Uh
2: yeah, this is uh where it's uh
1: yeah, that's a cool, isn't that, isn't that oh, crazy. Wow. That's crazy yeah. to
2: think about, dude.
1: That's awesome.
2: Like uh for listeners, it shows the, the, the great pyramids and then it shows what's under the ground. And the pyramids are just the tip of the obelisks.
0: Yeah, they're just giant obelisks, which means what, Peter?
2: Which means uh... Satan's penis, <laughs> right? Uh, really that, does. <laughs> which means uh... oh, does it? Yeah. Oh my! Um, so you know, this is a fun hollow Earth kind of. You know, if yeah, it's it, crazy, if it, if those were actually obelisks, like what's down there? Anyway, mm-hmm. just a fun one. Just a fun one to, you know, chew on there.
1: Yeah, it's pretty awesome. That's crazy. Well,
0: um, again, join us next week. We are going to be having Conspiracy Mania. Big That's trivia event. Heard. Peter's uh, Defending his title. We'll see who comes out on top. We're having a triple threat match. No holds barred. No DQ. Naked. What?
1: Boiled <laughs> oh, yeah. up. Strip.
2: Drunk. <laughs> Wait the a minute, I not right up for this. The whole works. I'm just in front of my computer, oiled up.
0: <laughs> Looking like a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Sorry, well, again,
1: audience. <laughs> well, again,
0: uh join us. Uh, we're gonna be live. Uh we're gonna try and do this Friday, March thirty first, if you're listening i um, not sure what time yet, but uh, we are on twitch.tv slash room 2008 ENT. That's where you can watch it live with us. Follow us on Twitter, room2008ENT2, the number two. Um, that way, in case the date changes or you know we uh, clarify anything, you'll, you'll be the first to know on there. And uh, shoot us an email if you know anything about Serpo, uh, any documentation that we may have missed or uh, didn't go over. Room2008ENT at Gmail. Dot com any final thoughts guys
2: hmm
1: man i think we covered it. <laughs> great story y'all look into it seriously
0: yeah i gotta do more research on it
2: yeah this is this is a fun one to look into i, I was not aware of it
0: yeah i'm sure we'll uh, i'm sure we'll revisit this one like we will um Edward. admiral bird admiral yeah. bird and an article we'll try and combine it all into like a you know a part two kind of a look back episode and and kind of try and tie it all together and see See what similarity. See if we can get some
1: are. funding for our movies.
0: Hell yeah. We need to write the scripts for real. Yeah. So
1: it would be like a... Well, anyway. <laughs> I can see it'd be like a comedy. <laughs> Absolutely. A like a drunk pilot.
0: That's like
2: oh, yeah. That's
1: the
0: <laughs> best way to get people to believe it, make them laugh.
2: He, he was just drunk the whole time. He's like, Yeah, it was like land beyond like, the holes. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Man, I did not expect this. Good <laughs> lord. How much Lush continents
2: with vegetation and wildlife. Look at that buffalo! Oh shit, that's a mammoth. Back oh. then, they did they did drink like martinis and scotch all day, like all day. Mm-hmm. Like if you went to a meeting, you were drunk, and when you left the meeting, you were drunker.
0: Yeah, and look oh, how yeah. look how advanced society was back then compared to now.
2: And they were controlling ships and like I don't think they had any restrictions on
1: drinking and flying at the
2: time. People were smoking on planes. Like, what were they doing? Smoking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Were smoking big fat cigars
2: Peter I mean,
0: Why, why'd you grip the cigarette like that
1: <laughs> they were smoking cigars
2: <laughs> right, what, were you, what were you doing Indian burn there what
0: was that <laughs> what a way to end it I can tell you my <laughs> all right yep yeah, we'll join us next time again we'll be on Twitch for Conspiracy Mania and Room 2008
2: is out peace